listening to Spitball with Marcus Innuendo Bingo Henson. Hello and welcome to this week's edition of Spitball. This week, I'm going to be your host, Marcus Innuendo Bingo Henson. As Adri is down with the man flu. Aww. So let's get the show on the road, straight into the scores. Eagles at Lions. And we start off at Thanksgiving. And it's for Thanksgiving to forget for the Eagles. So they came into Detroit and came up against an informed Stafford Megatron combo. Woo! They combined for three of Stafford's five touchdowns on the day. Now, let's not forget that Lions defense who put six sacks down on Sanchez and a fumble on the day. Oh, there's life in that Motor City yet. However, Eagles, man, they looked like a Thanksgiving turkey. They go down. Lions win this one 45 to 14. Pampers. Cowboys. Our second Thanksgiving show, even with the insanely bright blue uniforms of Carolina, it seemed Tony Romo was confused about who he was throwing to as he threw three interceptions, two of them back-to-back to Luke Geekly, um, and Tony Romo's night went from bad to worse as he re-injured that broken collarbone. Is Dallas's season done? Well, Carolina are cruising, I tell you that, at 10-0. Cam is looking amazing for MVP. Panthers win this one, 33-14. The Bears. the Bears at Packers. And last game in our Thanksgiving trio, Packer fans usually like seeing yellow, but not with all those penalty flags that killed crucial drives in a soggy night in Wisconsin. The Green Bay offense struggled against a very stingy Bears defense, as Green Bay had four chances to win the game close to the goal line, but they couldn't convert. Cutler gets his first ever win in Lambeau in five attempts, and Bears improve. They win this one 17 to 13. Sunday night football now as Vikings clash with Falcons in the Georgia Dome. Falcons are dropping like a stone and Adrian Peterson coming into town with back-to-back good games see the Falcons shot out of the sky. He had 158 yards and two touchdowns on the day. Vikings hold on to the top of the NFC North where the Falcons, well, they're falling out of the playoffs picture rapidly. Vikings win this one 20 points to 10. Rams at Bengals. How do you break a two-game losing streak? You play the St. Louis Rams. Yes, AJ Green breaks out of his touchdown drought with two touchdowns from Andy Dalton, the good Andy Dalton, as the Bengals put the Rams to the sword. Three interceptions by Nick Foles could see his days numbered, and Bengals solidify their number two seeding slot in the AFC. Bengals win this one 31 to 7. Saints at Texans. Brian Hoyle was starting as QB as the latest change in the Houston QB carousel, and it was a good choice because he led the Texans to a comfortable win over the Saints. Well, they are floundering a little bit, but hey, JJ Watt gets you two sacks on Breeze, and the Texans keep pace on that AFC South behind the Colts. It's looking good for them. Ain't looking good if you're a Saints fan. Texans win this one 24 to 6. Buccaneers at Colts. Matt Hasselbeck looked 10 years younger as he led the Colts to a win against Tampa Bay. Two touchdowns to T.Y. Hilton and a second half shutout by their defense. Colts and Texans are now fighting for the AFC South crown. Buccaneers with Jameis Winston, he's still looking good as a prospect as that sort of rookie of the year's position, but he's still got a long way to go growing into that position. Colts win this one 25 to 12. 
Chargers at Jaguars. Philip Rivers broke the Chargers six game losing streak in Jacksonville this Sunday. 300 yards and four touchdowns also moved him up the ranking spots all time. Good on him. The 40k mark is broken. Uh, he now sits 11th all time in passing yards. But it wasn't just that he broke. Jaguars defense looked haggy the best. Blake Portals still got to find a way of getting his progression right because he did drive the Jaguars within one score in the fourth quarter but it's just too little too late on all these crucial games Chargers win this one 31 to 25 Bills at Chiefs it was a stormy soggy Sunday in the, in the Midwest and Bills came up to Arrowhead but Sammy Watkins he was ready to play 158 yards and two touchdowns he was got the, the Bills off to an early start However, Alex Smith ran the Chiefs offense superbly just like he did in London. Hey, you've got no Shikandrick West, you've got no Jamal Charles, they're both out. So what you do, you turn to running back number four, Spencer Ware out of LSU. He ran for over 100 yards and a touchdown. Doesn't matter who lines up for the Chiefs at running back, they are good at running that football. Maybe I should dust off my cleats. Oh, that doesn't matter anyway. Chiefs win this one, 30 points to 22. Dolphins at Jets. Where the Jets served up the Dolphins a lesson in the AFC East. Fitzpatrick to Marshall was a potent combination with two touchdowns. This game was almost truly over before the fourth quarter even start. Uh, still managed to produce 30 points by either side combined though. Really, really intense way to finish the game. But you know what? Dolphins just not finding ways of actually sort of putting in the effort when they need to. Jets, this was a great win for you guys to keep your playoffs hopes alive. Jets win this one, 38 to 20. Raiders at Titans. Now the driving rain was another theme here. Down in the deep south of Tennessee, Derek Card, however, showed it didn't matter who he's thrown to, whether it's uh, one of his rookies in Amari Cooper, or how about the other rookie in Seth Roberts had a fantasy pro day. Titans couldn't really move the ball as Mario looks like he's got a lot more lessons to learn, sort of managing how to read uh, NFL defenses. But you know what? He's still looking good, putting up good yards, and he's going to get there. However, Raiders come down with a fourth quarter touchdown to that Seth Roberts to sneak a win, 24 to 21. Giants at Redskins. Now the Redskins at home is a powerful pairing. How about four and one coming into this game? And you know what? It looked like five and one done and dusted going into the fourth quarter as they were 20 points up. Then came the fight back. Touchdown passes to Ruben Randall for 40 yards and Odell Beckham for 21 with a crazy diving catch. Go onto the website, have a look, check out the highlights. It's insane. Uh, Redskins managed to run out the clock, however, keep on to this win, and they go top now of the NFC East. Fair play to you, Redskins. They win 20 points to 40. Cardinals at 49ers. A defensive slugfest as both teams couldn't really find the end zone until the second half. Even though this is to be said, though, the two teams did find ways to win these gritty matches, and that's what they say about good teams. So Cardinals, they find ways to win these tough matches. However, they lost Andre Ellington and Chris Johnson as their running backs due to injury, so this could affect them later in the world. However, they managed to walk out and improve their record to 9-2. and two. Cardinals win this one, 19 points to 13. Steelers at 
Seahawks. Now, late Sunday night saw a score fest in Seattle. Yeah, I quite did there. Uh, Roethlisberger with over 450 yards. Wilson had 340 yards and five touchdowns. Three of these went to Doug Baldwin, and he showed he has got number one receiver skills. Now, Big Ben would lead the game late in the fourth quarter with the concussions, which would allow the Seahawks to drive down the field to that man, Doug Baldwin, to sneak a very well-earned victory, 39 points to 30. Patriots at Broncos. A Sunday night special with some serious high anticipation for this game. And you know what? So high was the anticipation. My <laughs> hype, get it? Ah, I cracked myself up. Um, that even the snow was falling for these guys. Brady and the Patriots were in the driving seat through the first three quarters. However, Denver started the comeback deep into the fourth quarter and he managed to actually take the lead. However, you can't just sit back on Brady. You know he's coming back. He came back to bring the Patriots to win a field goal so they could tie the game, take it into overtime. Yes, and Brady, they had the ball first, but couldn't actually make anything of it. So here comes Brock Osweiler and CJ Anderson for the win. CJ Anderson runs 48 yards for a walk-off Denver win. The undefeated streak is broken. We only have one undefeated team left, ladies and gentlemen. Patriots lose this one. Broncos win it. 30 points to 24 in overtime. Ravens at Browns. Last game now and Monday night saw us in Cleveland with an AFC North clash. The Ravens and Browns fighting to avoid that wooden spoon in the division. Injuries for the Ravens saw Matt Schaub taking his quarterback and Manziel's misbehaviour gave Josh McCown the starting job. Now it was a close contest throughout, a lot of defensive sort of things as we saw Cleveland actually managed to take a pick six into the house. That's a, a record now for Matt Schaub, not kind of a record you really want mate. However. That all came down to the fact is that it was tied and Browns had a chance to win this with a field goal. But wait. It's blocked and returned 64 yards by Ravens' Will Hill to save them with a shot victory. That's right. Blocked field goal return, people. Ravens win this one 33 to 27 and keep Browns at the foot of the AFC North. defined by spectacular plays and those that have the longest staying power are often the longest runs from time to time for some teams lightning strikes twice as time passes those plays and players grow in stature Throughout Super Bowl history, familiar faces have risen to the moment. Even if it means rising and running in the opposite direction. It's gonna be picked up. Here comes Harrison jumping over people. Now, with another super stage on the verge of being set, who will join them in a run for immortality? Are listening to Spitball. If that festive feast of uh, Thanksgiving fun hasn't filled you up, 
let's take it down a little bit with some weekly musings. Now, this week, of course, you guys don't want to hear me ramble on, and I'm missing my my spitball partner, Adri. I miss you out there, bud. I know he's thinking about me. It's all cool. So what I want to do is I want to talk to you guys who are listening in. I want to give you guys something to, to think about. So let's put this to you. I want you guys to think about, and we might try and do something interactive with you guys on um, Twitter or something like that. We want to know, okay, what is your favorite possible Super Bowl combination this year? Mine, I'll give you my first one. I really want to see the Bengals featuring the good Anthony Dalton versus the Panthers. Uh, I just like the idea. The Battle of the Big Cats, Super Bowl 50. I love Cam Newton. Uh, I love the defense. Uh, I think these two will be really nicely matched up if we see the good Andy Dalton. Of course, we don't just want to see the bad Andy Dalton imitating his twin and just losing it all, and it's just a 40 points to seven. We don't want that. No, we want a really good high-scoring game, and I think that's what we get out of these two. Or, on the flip side of this, just for kicks, because I think this will be fun. How about we have, kind of like Giants a few years ago, Sixth seed, they managed to fight their way all the way through to the final. How about we have a battle of the sixth seeds? Sixth seeds right now, I'm telling you, this is how it go go, would be Texans versus Seahawks. Both of them fight their way, all the road victories, get road wins, conference road wins, and get to the, the Super Bowl. Two sixth seeds into the Super Bowl? That's kind of crazy. I just love the idea of that. Plus Texans. I'd like to see Bill O'Brien just have a little bit of success. I got some love for him after watching Hard Knocks. Uh, but they're my two favourite combinations that I'd love to see. What about yours? What are your uh, combinations you want to see? Hey, guys, if you want to get a hold of Audrey or Marcus, send them an email at bowelhawksnest at gmail.com. Or hit me up on Twitter at Marcus underscore innuendo. Because we love to hear. Uh, we love to spitball. And that's all we're going to do for the Weekly Musings. Keep it short, sweet, and we want to hear from you. It's your Weekly Musings. Who are you? I don't even know your name. What's your name? Turn around. Let me see your name. Turn around. Let me see your name. Turn around. I don't know you, bro. You're having one of those days! Hey, baby! You're having one of those days! I say that to say this. If you wouldn't have did what you would have did, then we wouldn't have been where we was at to get what we got. That just don't make no sense, dog. Marcus! Put your shoe on! Put it on! Jeez. I can't finish with these gloves. I'm a teeth. I think I trimmed my tooth. Wish I had some goals so you can buy me some tea. Right, so now we are getting into the wind down. But before I go, we're going to have a look at my impact player. And my... Now, my impact player of the week. You know what? There is There was so many to look for. And of course, this week, I'm sitting there going, right, what can I sort of think about? I've got all these teams. Adri can't be here. Do I just do like a gazillion of them? No, I don't think he'd like me to do that. Okay, so I did manage to find one who really was my impact player. Narrowed it down, shortlisted it, made it nice and simple. And I've gone for Siggy Anza, defensive end for Detroit. What a Thanksgiving he had. He had a festive feast. He carved up those eagles like they were a Thanksgiving turkey. 3.5 sacks on the day, a forced fumble that he recovered. It wasn't just him, of course, I mean the whole Lions team, but he really did harass Mark Sanchez, gave him no respite all the time. People in Detroit now saying, Sue who? Uh, they don't care because they got this man, Sigianza. Very well-deserved impact 
I don't know how you guys are feeling. I'm loving Thursday night football. The uniforms? Yeah, not so much, but I am loving Thursday night football. So I am loving this matchup. How about the informed Detroit Lions at home to the Green Bay Packers who are floundering? Yep. And you know what? Absent time! How about the Detroit Lions to win at home because they are doing really well? Okay, 60, 40. This man, Sigiyans, I just mentioned, maybe he's going to affect getting Aaron Rodgers' head. But no, Stafford to Megatron combo is back. I like the idea of this being a nice, good old-fashioned gunfest shootout. It's under a dome. Weather won't matter. We're talking 30 points plus a side. But Detroit are going to win this by 7 to 10 points, I'm telling you now. That is my... Spanhead Productions are a small, independent sound recording company based in rural Hertfordshire. We specialise in creating content for all your podcasting needs, whether it be field recordings, fox pops, or capturing the atmosphere during social events. Editing is a very time-consuming job, so Spanhead Productions are on hand to take away some of the burden for you. Just advise us on how you'd like your content to sound, and we will do the rest. We can even help you design and manage a website for your podcast too. Visit us now, spanheadproductions.com. Weebly.com. That's spamheadproductions.weebly.com. Oh, I'm sad to say now that is the end of the show. I hope you've enjoyed me waffle on and spitball on my own. We will have Adri the Bullhawk himself, Mallow's back next week. Uh, we will shove all the vitamins needed down his throat to make sure he's feeling better. Do not worry about that. But in the meantime, guys, I just want to say thank you for listening. Hope you had a great time. Uh, if you want to get in contact with us, remember. Hey, guys, if you want to get a hold of Audrey or Marcus, send them an email at ballhawksnest at gmail.com. So finally, the only thing I else have to say is thank you to our producer, Mark Taylor. Uh, remember, we are downloadable on iTunes as well. And until next time, guys, enjoy yourself and spit more ball.